gets ugly. Somebody gotta be there when it gets bloody. Somebody got to get their hands dirty. Yep, it's a fucked up job, but somebody gotta do it. Somebody gotta come up with the plan and be there when the shit hits the fan. I hope y'all out there understand. Welcome to the first fixers of the new year recorded in the new year. It's been too long since we've done this. Multiple bad things have happened, but we're back on track. I we're alive. We're alive. We are ready to go. We are ready to talk about stuff that you don't care about. Just a quick shout out to our fans that we have. It's nice <laughs> that you're out there and you're listening, and we appreciate all of your kind words. I am Bane, and across the ocean from me is the robotic commodore out there the in real the seas. Real. And we're going to talk Flesh movies today. We aren't going to fix shit. We're just going to talk about stuff that we have been watching. And then at the end of it, we're going to try to cobble together a segment called bad, Good Scenes and Bad Movies, a.k.a. The Tandy. Was it The Tandy File? Wait, good scenes? I thought it was distracting scenes. Scenes that are too good to be in that movie. I think is the way to put it. Well, okay. I misunderstood. The, 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 I did. <laughs> the Tandy Files. My my list is going to be different. Than I mean, my list will be different than your list, although we probably <laughs> both have the same five things that we always talk about on there. So so what has your media diet been? So I I don't remember how long it's, it's been, been months. recorded. So I, I probably will not go that far back. Uh, I'm going to lump my recent watching into two themes. Okay. Uh, uh, critically lauded 2023 movies that I'm catching up with and kids movies because I went to uh, the shores of Lake Michigan to visit the Commodore's nephews and we watched a bunch of kids movies. You got a movies. good Chicago um, for me? Chicago? <coughs> Chicago. Chicago. Ooh, Chicago. No, that's low. Chicago like would Chicago. be like Boston. Okay. That's like Boston. Okay, so Chicago. Chicago. Okay. Yeah, think of... Uh, <coughs> Think of uh, uh, Belushi, um, Chicago. Um, I, I, I'm just gonna drop a drop a thesis Whoa. here. Okay, er, early for a thesis. First thesis of the new year. Uh, yeah, get your get mm-hmm. your pencils ready, everybody. Uh, we s- sneakily live in a uh, golden era of kids' movies compared to the past. There, like I, I am ninety nine percent of the time. I am everything was better in the forties person on this podcast. Yes, that's, that's true. But kids' movies today are so much better made. Um, like not even just the the ones that are really beloved, but like this movie we watched, Raya the and the Last Dragon. We watched that and Hundred and One Dalmatians back to back. Hundred and One Dalmatians is a shitty movie. <laughs> it. The plot makes no sense. There's really no hero. There's no like agency. Stuff just sort of happens. Whereas kids movies today, there's like like they bring in like child psychologists to help craft the story. And it's all about like, you know, getting over grief or realizing your potential. And it's just like very well structured. In addition to looking good. Well that's cause now. Can I add to your thesis? I don't want to. Oh please, uh, please! This is a this is a thesis. Is, in are progress, you peeking on your say. side? Because if you're peeking on your side, turn it down <laughs> a little bit. You might be a little high. Okay. Um, uh, that's okay. I probably as a co-author of this thesis, that's because back then movies were made for you to not learn anything, whereas movies now for co- for kids always have to have a lesson. 
Can you tell me the lesson of Neverending Story or of Goonies? Neverending Story, the lesson is... Uh, don't be chased by German, imagine. never like... It's literally nothing. <laughs> like you're being chased by the power, nothing. The power of What's the point of Willow? Like they're all just stories that are told <laughs> and you're watching. If you watch Inside Out, you feel like you've learned something about yourself. The movies back then in our day in the proverbial 40s when we were watching movies as kids um, were designed to entertain you. And these new movies they're making are designed for them to play in therapy. Like, do you remember? But they also are entertaining. Well, they're, yeah, I because mean, they like writers are cheap. Many of them are. Like, it's just a different era. Like, and especially, you're right, though, because if you watch the first Toy Story and you watch Ninjago, Ninjago looks better than the first Toy Story. And you're like, wow, yeah, is this is like, like on TV yeah. right now. This seems like, <laughs> isn't this like an actual movie? Or like Lego Batman is the perfect example. Like you're like watching Lego Batman. Like this is incredible. I've never seen anything like this before. But even in Lego Batman, they try to throw psychological stuff into. So it's it. You can't just have entertainment anymore because so you have to learn something all the time. But I th- I maintain that it is still entertaining. Like I you enjoy Raya, are... not just the celebrity yeah. dating website. Also, weird reason to I, name a wolf. Like, why would you I, name a wolf? <laughs> it's like naming it Tinder um, or something. Tinder, the fire log, and learning a story about something. I'm guessing it was not named after the celebrity dating. Website. But it is called Raya, right? Raya, R A Y A. That's a pretty like generic, like New World name. I don't know. Um, yeah, I I maintain it as a better more entertaining movie than 101 dalmatians which is just like a bunch of british shit happening forgive disney for that era i mean i don't there was a weird obsession with british things in that period oh my god like bed knobs and broomsticks and were the rescuers australian they went okay they went to australia i think they were both no she was like a jaja gabor character right and he was like a plucky american cab driver mouse okay Okay, we're going Sorry, to Monterey. Rescuers also sucks. Rescuers both, also both sucks. Those movies, both those movies. Blow. But then, I mean, there are some children's movies from the past I do love, but I, there there are fewer of them, and they're not as good as like nostalgia is very powerful. Like yeah, when I think of you could, but you could probably trace it through one franchise, and it's The Land Before Time. The Land Before Time came out when we were kids, and I think the last one came out like two years ago. They're like still pumping Land Before Time movies out. Now, it's probably the same message in every single one of them, but it I bet if you watched all those movies, they slowly changed from entertainment to like learning lessons. And I don't know, I just mm-hmm. I just feel it's so much more fun to watch a movie when you're a kid that feels like you're not supposed to be watching it. Like when you watch Neverending Story, you feel like you're not supposed to be watching it. Like it feels like <laughs> you you feel like you've You've taken a drug, and you're in someone else's dream, yeah. and you're trapped there. You feel like I'm an adult. A German dream. This is an adult movie. I can't believe I'm <laughs> watching this like adult movie. I can't I can't believe my parents let me watch this. They don't care what you're watching. We could have probably been <laughs> watching adult movies for they wouldn't have given a shit. Uh-huh. But yeah. that feeling of like it being like almost naughty, that just doesn't exist anymore because you can just get whatever you want. You know, Maybe it's good. I mean, I would never go see Raya in... The theater. I mean, I wouldn't have paid to see it in the theater. But, but I, I did see Wish. Had to sit with kids and watch. Wish it. was Wish but. was very good. 
Yeah. I mean, that that's the other thing. There's so many of these. Like, like the, the best animated Oscars this year, a Pixar movie wasn't even nominated because there's better movies being made by like a dozen studios. Whereas in the 80s, it was like Don Bluth and Disney. And you had like Brave Little Toaster or... Or Balto, Balto, oh. the, the dog. Like, yeah. It's like that's it. Those are your those are your animated movies for the year. And now that you've got like twenty, what was the Don Bluth video game? <laughs> the the dragon mm, dragon la- dragon's lair. Was that? Was that yeah, Bluth? he did all the animation for it, and I remember the first time I played it, and I felt like, wow, this is the future. I can play an actual cartoon. <laughs> he is a. We should do a deep dive on Bluth at some point. Weird um, guy. Weird man. I mean, it is impressive that he like went up against the Walt Disney Corporation and didn't win, but sort of like he, he had a plausible. Even. He did okay. He was yeah. I mean, he was like held his own in as this kind of one man show. I mean, I know there were other animators who worked on his shit, but man, I could do Don Bluth do deep dive. All right, well, it's we'll, on, it's uh, on the record for future cast. And what is the Criterion Collection you've been watching lately? Uh, I haven't watched, like I said, I've been trying to watch newer movies. Um, caught up on uh, Anatomy of a Fall. Okay. The It was also nominated for Best Picture. It's a French movie. Uh, Passages, which was a British movie um, about this kind of love triangle. And uh, finally watched uh, the Barbie movie that my the Commodore's lady has been pressing and? me to watch. I didn't like any of them. You didn't like the Barbie movie? You liked... Nah. Dude, you liked the Barbie movie. That's such horse shit. Why didn't you like the Barbie movie? I didn't get it. You I'm didn't like, what is this? get it? I didn't get Children it. Children get, get it, and you didn't get it? Okay, it wasn't for me. I didn't get it. I mean... Of all the people not to like that movie, I hate Greta Gerwig. Like, I just do not like her direction. I loved, I loved Little Women. I know. Little Women you like her movies sometimes. and I'm not anti-Gerwig. I just didn't... It was like a satire of something that I wasn't... It's like watching a, a satire of Bollywood or something. I'm like, what is this about? Who is this... What are they... Like, my, uh, I don't want to make this a Barbie cast. One, like, example I'll cite... When the when the men take over, they're really obsessed with horses, but aren't isn't the gender stereotype that little girls are obsessed with horses? No, it was just stuff with like Western. I'm just like, like who what is don't this? you under? It's like the '50s like version of a man. That's what Ken was obsessed with. What boys are obsessed with horses? Like right, like being a cowboy. Were you obsessed? Would you would you have horse magazines? No, but if you were in the '50s, wall? you would. Where Ken was but he's from, not from the '50s, they're living. Then he's rollerblading. It's not the '50s. I mean, I think that the like point the was that, like, what's more manly than like a cowboy? And the, he thought that it was horses. Even he was wrong, but he thought it was horses. But why don't the you why don't the girl didn't Barbies think like that him wearing a Sylvester Stallone like fur jacket the entire time and them actually putting a picture of Stallone on the screen in the fur jacket didn't do anything for you? I was just so confused. Wow. That. I'm like wow. I was like, it was like watching a movie with. This is the hottest take like, of the year. So I'm far. not saying it's bad. I'm not. I don't want to wow. go there. I don't want to offend our fans. I am. I'm saying I didn't understand it. It was smarter than me. I'm too dumb for Dame Greta 
Wow. I apologize to the witch and all. You had her a sister. Coven. The sister didn't have uh, Barbies or anything. Of all the people, like she had Barbies. That's what I mean. Like I didn't understand. I I didn't understand the metaphor because is Barbie a toy? Like the fact that she like dies at the, or becomes mortal at the end, like Pinocchio. Barbie can be whatever she just, wants to be. I can't believe I'm saying this on a. I I feel like I I'm in front of Congress. I didn't get like, it. Trying to explain. I didn't Barbie, get it. Like, I'm just like confused the whole time. Wow. I liked um, the Will Ferrell part. I found very confusing. I'm like, because he he was sort of a sympathetic character, but also like the villain. I mean, he was the same villain he was in the Lego movie, basically. Like the dad that like destroys all the Legos. Do you remember that? He was like the dad that had the Lego set. There yeah. Time. No, no. I remember him. The Lego movie was made, made way more sense to me. Wow. I'm just. I'm, I'm not just saying it's shocked. bad. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to end up on a list. Rate. So what's is passages better than Barbie? No passages. Suck. Really? Okay. What was the other one? Um, anatomy. Okay. Football. Better. About it. About it. Wow. Okay. You give Barbie two point five stars out of five. I I'm not giving any star. I'm I'm not not wow. giving it stars. I'm not. I'm refusing to rate it. Oh wow. I am just. I, I had I saw it twice in the theater and I loved it both times. Maybe you just Respect. couldn't find the magic of it. I mean I I just didn't understand it. I'm too stupid for that movie. Wow. It was it was like watching a Yeah, like a Kubrick movie that is too too advanced for you. They could never do that version of a movie with G.I. Joe. Like or any male toy. It just couldn't I don't think it could ever happen. Because male toys are just like set to destroy and don't really do anything except for destroy things. There is no mm-hmm. G.I. Joe the doctor. It's like G.I. Joe the medic. So, I mean, every time they do it, it just has to be like an action movie. They can't do anything actually interesting with it. It's kind of sad, actually. It'd be cool to have like a fun G.I. Joe movie like that. I mean, I think Mattel has like 40 movies. Oh, I cannot so imagine. The person who said of- yes to everything must just be like rolling in money like i can't even imagine all the all they yeah, had to do I mean, was say yes to whatever their ideas were yeah i'm I'm skeptical all these will actually get made because they're gonna be diminishing returns it's gonna be an american doll movie a barney movie a christmas balloon movie never fucking I wonder heard what that is balloon. hot wheels the movie magic eight ball the movie major matt mason the movie Oh, because Mattel did not have G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe was Hasbro, oh, okay. so it's their G.I. Joe. Uh, He-Man, Masters of the Universe, Matchbox, Polly Pocket, Betsy Wetsy, Rock'em Sock'em Robots, Thomas the Tank Engine, Uno. They the already did a Rock'em Sock'em. What about the Hugh Jackman one? Well, there there have also been like four Barbie movies. There have been plenty of straight-to-video Redbox Barbie movies. That this is This is a new cinematic universe. Viewmaster, the movie... And Wishbone, the dog, the movie. Wow. Uh, all coming at you from the Mattel studio. How many of those make it out? Three? Three, yeah. yeah. That's what I think, too. It's like it's like when uh, uh, Tom Cruise tried to reboot the classic horror. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The the three, about, about three came out, because I think Dracula <laughs> 2000-something. I thought just The Mummy. I just no, the, the Mummy. Wolfman movie came yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Did it? 
and the Mummy movie, uh-huh. and the Dracula movie was also supposed to correspond to it, like Dracula before or whatever. Uh-huh. It's like the Edward Norton Hulk movie. Like it counts, but it doesn't count. Kind of like that. Like it's in there. Wait, are we talking about the? Are we talking the Eric Bana? No, the Edward Norton one. Like it's in the canon for the new Marvel, like whatever Infinity Stones. But, it counts. But, but does the Ang Lee Hulk? No, count? that does not count. Why? I don't know. It's the best. Well, I, I'm with you. I completely agree with you. Wow. It's gonna take me a. Okay, what have you been? What have you been watching? A while to recover from that Barbie thing. <sighs> Sorry, I like I wanted to. Like I, I didn't want. To I be believe like you didn't go in with a sour nuked, or anything. Nuked by the culture. Yeah. I knew like if I don't like this movie, everyone, I'm gonna, I'm the villain. Everyone will hate me for. You've not made this a strong movie. stand, like, and I appreciate your. In, I'm not taking a stand. I don't want to take a stand. Integrity want, in saying that you don't like this movie. I'm. I, I, I'm happy to put out a press release that says I like the movie. So well, don't lie. No one. If you didn't like it, you didn't like it. I, I don't want to get, I don't want to get erased. <laughs> My hand is disappearing like Marty McFly. <laughs> oh no! Finally, it's happening. You're not allowed to not like this movie. I mean, that is that is very true. Um, my media diet. I saw. Uh, I'll save that for last. I saw Charlie Varick, which is a ah. 1970s movie with Walter Matthau, ah. the absolute pussy crushing stud that is Walter Matthau. Like, for some reason, I mean, he goes into every scene and all the girls want him. It is fascinating. If you're looking for a movie with a plot where he explains everything he's going to do and does it, and then you flip a biplane, this is your movie. It is incredible. It is like, they should name it, like, character actors, because it's truly <laughs> at the beginning of all these great character actor, like, careers. Mm-hmm. So it's like Joe Don Baker and the villain is a character actor, and obviously, I don't know if Walter Matthau would be a character actor. He's not really a character actor, is he? I mean, he's a he's like that level of character actor who became... He kind of hops in between. A, he's like Paul, Paul Giamatti. Yeah. Like, he graduated from character work to become a lead, uh, an offbeat lead. It was incredible. I had the best time. The film stock it was shot on was ran under some water or something and threw some sand before they put it on <laughs> video. I don't know. Um, compared to the next movie I'm going to talk about, it, it looked like absolute dog shit. But it's definitely one of those movies. And but it's gritty. gritty. Very gritty. And it was one of those movies where the one of my favorite podcasts, The Action Boys, talks about it, where the stunt guys are like, yeah, man, I can flip a plane. And you're like, <laughs> well, we didn't ask oh, you to. Sure. But sure, yeah, we yeah. can put that in the film somewhere. Yeah, I could probably get that car, I don't know, 30, 40, 100 feet off the ground if you really want me to. Like, yeah, kind of like that, like just like yeah. stunt dares. But the story was really interesting. Walter Matthau is very good in it. It might be my favorite Walter Matthau movie, I have to say. Now, I've never seen Pirates, but I'm calling Charlie Varick might be my favorite. Uh, I also watched a Walter Matthau early 70s movie. Didn't add it to my list. A New Leaf. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walter Matthau and Elaine May. Uh, it is... Very strange, but I loved it. Yeah. Walter Matthau. A way off type. He plays like a blue blood New York playboy uh, who finds out he's broke and has to get married to a rich person in like 30 days or he's going to lose everything. His uh, his accent is like, it's so hard to do. Time. Like it's like 
like yeah. drawn out. Nobody talks like nobody talks like that anymore. I mean, maybe nobody ever talked like that aside from Walter Matthau. I, people talk different in the old days. I mean, days. <laughs> there was just there just was more flavor. You know, we should really do a character actor Hall of Fame because, you know, I, I watched also on the media diet. I watched Reacher and the, the show. show season two. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's populated by character actors, but nobody knows who they fucking are. So like Robert Patrick is the villain. Everybody knows who that guy is. But in a in, if it was the seventies, you would know everybody in every role. It would just be populated by character actors that you've seen in everything. And this is just like now they just well hire somebody that looks like this guy, but isn't this guy, so you don't have to pay him. And it really takes away from it because you don't feel as in the movie because you don't recognize the people as much. There is something to be said for like troops of actors being in the same director's stuff, you know? Gives mm-hmm. it more flavor to me than just like having random like Canadian actors. Of course, they shot Reacher all in Canada. Um, yeah. I mean, I was going to say that's part of it is because production is so decentralized now that if you're a character actor in the 70s you're you're either like in new york doing like you know network live stuff or you're in la and you could do like a scene in a movie on monday you could do a scene on a tv show on tuesday you could do a scene on another tv show on wednesday and you could be in like a ton of shit in a month and you like yeah you're watching columbo and you see like hey there's there's that guy and then you go to watch charlie varick and you're like hey there's the guy i just saw then you watch columbo the next three weeks and you're back on columbo in another role yeah (laughs) that's yeah it's Columbo. (laughs) but yeah i mean because now they're shooting in like atlanta and vancouver and they're like going to hungary and stuff that you can't put in the same like Volume. It's so much worse. Even if you're like a really good in-demand character actor. Yeah, like even like I was watching uh, Batman Begins and all the people that are in Inception are in that movie. And it just is so much more rewarding seeing these actors play different characters, for me at least. I don't know. It was – it. Charlie Barrick was great. The next movie I watched was uh, not in order, but just that I want to talk about is Heat. The Starring, starring Val Kilmer? No. Starring – starring, uh, um, Burt Reynolds. He's not really starring Val Kilmer. And what? yeah, and Peter McNichol. What is mm-hmm. this? It is a vi- Burt? Burt Reynolds, Peter McNichol. It's a very weird movie, d- written by William. Uh, yep. Of uh, Princess. Uh-huh. Fame. Uh huh. Burt okay. uh, punched the director, and the director quit. And the director basically never did anything again. It's got like five different Burt Reynolds wigs. It's uh, he's really, really trying to act his ass off, like in the hardest way possible. It's Burt right when he's about to go down. So he's really sucking his gut in and he's got like a girdle on and everybody's treating him tough when he doesn't look that tough anymore. Um. It was really, really fun, but also the tone of it was like noir to 70s action movie. So it really didn't have a steady pace enough to get your hands on it. And Peter McNichol is such a good actor. Now, I just watched Sophie's Choice on a plane, which 
I wouldn't recommend any time. You mean Peter McNichol of Ghostbusters 2? That's fame? who I'm generally talking about. And Alan McBeal the fame. K- the Kang. Yeah. Um, people remember him from Alan McBeal, and it just makes me so mad, especially after watching Sophie's Choice. You're just like, damn, can't believe it. I was I watched Sophie's Choice on an airplane, and you know they have say that you like cry on airplanes. I shockingly did not cry. They say, they say you cry. Now? Yeah, there's like a thing that like once you get higher up in the air and your oxygen goes a little you lower, yeah, you can you start crying. You're more susceptible to emotional you're things. Just, you're just watching Balto, like losing your goddamn <laughs> mind, like just watching like Endgame, crying your five, ass off. Five Five goes west when Jimmy Stewart dies. Again, one of my favorite things Spoiler. ever is walking down and seeing what people are watching. You can really they should just have people do that so you can see what people are actually watching. Um yeah, they should have a channel that you can just like flip and see like who, what's 23 E. Oh watching? my god, like, that is a really good idea. <laughs> I, th- I think they And that person has channel. to say like can this person in this seat watch what you're watching? And yeah. you have to hit accept, so that if you're watching something weird, it can't be something weird. Right. Okay. So it is consensual. Yeah. I mean, you you know, Let's do it. Let's it would only it, be for it just put it in the language for buying the ticket, so that everybody just has to buy the ticket. and It's just in the language, because it would only be for bury, media bury in the small, small that's print, on the yeah. back of the seat. You know, it's not for your iPad or whatever. So, because um, I watched Sophie's Choice on my iPad, I was so glad Stingo finally got some. It really made me happy. <laughs> I don't remember the last time I watched that movie, but um, Kevin Klein's performance is over the top. He is almost acting like uh, Drop Dead Fred in that movie. Like, it is so absolutely <laughs> crazy. I, I liked uh, it, and I had been making the Sophie's Choice joke most of my life like I had seen that movie, and I just don't think I've ever actually sat through the entire movie. I mean, I knew that one scene, obviously, because it's saved in my YouTube mm-hmm. favorites, but the rest of it, I had never seen. I didn't know any of the lead up. So uh yeah, I don't think I've seen it since I was like 12. Weird thruple movie, like early thruple movie, just very odd. Mm-hmm. Kevin Klein is out of his mind. I mean, it's a good performance, I guess, but you can see the strings. It's just like it's a little too much, you know. Uh yeah, I mean, he has a streak of theater in yes. him. I feel like in a in another era, he would have been happy just living on Broadway and being a Broadway man. Yeah. And I think a director who doesn't doesn't have quite a tight grip on Klein that like comes out. And sometimes that's fine. Like a fish called Wanda, it's like he should be. Yeah. You know, uh, but like, on. what's his best movie? Uh, Dave. I, I, I like Dave. Dave. <laughs> It's in fun. and out. Um, <clears throat> I'd have to rewatch. I mean, In and Out feels like a an important movie yeah. more than like a movie we'd watch today and be like, it holds up. It's great. There's just a lot of like, you know, village people yeah. jokes that are not. It's not just like dated. It's just like not that. No, funny. it's like oh, gay people, gay people like the village people. Yeah, it's not good. Let's 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 do that seven times. In yeah. The movie. Uh. Silverado. Yeah. Okay. I get. Um, I mean, it's it's an ensemble movie. It's not like a Kem Klein movie, but he's good. I'm it. so you've never heard of the Burt Reynolds Heat movie before, then? Never heard wow. of it. I'm looking at it now. Apparently, two credited directors yeah. and six six total directors worked on this mm-hmm. movie, 
And you that can is tell. Unheard of. You can tell in that. Era. I don't want to spoil it for you because I feel like now you're definitely gonna watch it because it's a Goldman movie. Like you might as well just add it to the collection. Uh, if I mean, where did you where did you see this? I knew I knew about it because of the podcast that the Action Boys were talking about it, and then I had never seen it before, so I wanted to like because you know I've seen a lot of Burt Reynolds movies, and especially that era of like seventies eighties action movie, and I thought it would be much more of an actioner. Like I just watched the mechanic for the first time, the Bronson movie with uh, Jan Michael Vincent, where they clearly oh. wanted to make them gay but couldn't because it was a different time. Um. That was that was really good, but I I recommend watching Heat because you won't. It's like a handlebars you can't get a hold of, but you also can't fall down from. It's like circus handlebars or something. You can just can't get a grip on what this movie is supposed to be. He's a gambling addict, and then Peter McNichol wants him to be tough, and and then he's like helps a whore, and then he like does like a kick, and he does a lot of kicks. <laughs> It feels like Burt Reynolds in the late 80s would not want to be doing kicks. feels like you want to just be like... Well, you can tell, like, every move is... And you guys can't see this because you're obviously not on video yet. But it's like the the punches that are like this. So you can't really see his face at all. And, right. and the kicks and, and all that stuff. He does one jump from, like, a building onto, like, a pile of sand. And they treat it like it's, like, the bandit jumping the Snake River <laughs> or something. And they film it from down. Uh, it's like, look at how far Burt Reynolds jumped. But he he's you know he's great. Um, I saw the Zone of Interest last night in the theater, and it was a real party, not sad at all. Um, uh, so it's fun. It was. It's a rock'em sock'em time. I mean, I thought I was gonna be alone in the theater. It was one of those movies where I genuinely questioned why other people were there. I mean, it's like. Won a bunch of awards. It was very, very good. I'm not thinking they're going to make a, you know, Marvel series of films out of this one. This is probably a one-off. We're probably not getting a sequel. It was not a Universal Studios ride. Probably not. Uh, the avant-gardeness of it made it weird, and the reality of it made it even t- more terrible. So, I mean, the the premise of this movie. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is it's the family of a concentration camp officer. Yeah, of Haas, who, who lives, like, like right on, behind the wall. On site. Yeah. It's like the, the caretaker yes. cabin. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, like, going about normal family life while you hear, like... Gu- gunshots through the whole movie, trains right, through the whole just, movie. Like, there's a scene where they're in the water and, like, they start seeing, like, ashes and then they have to, like, run out of the water. Like it is real horrifying shit that actually happened, with so it's sort of like a a Holocaust version of the Rainforest Cafe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think I'd rather eat at the Zone of Interest than the Rainforest Cafe. Would the nachos know? were not nearly as good. As the <laughs> <laughs> um, I I recommend seeing it. You definitely don't need to see it in the theater, although it is a very beautiful movie. Um. I wouldn't recommend seeing it right before you go to sleep. It's not really what I would like. Does not send you into like a good dream state when you're trying to sleep, but it is definitely worth a watch. It's also a very quiet movie. It's one of those movies where like mm-hmm. I like I kind of move around in my theater seat a little bit, you know, and eat popcorn and make noise. And if you like make any noise, you just feel like you're making the most noise in the <laughs> entire theater because everybody's just uh-huh. so. 
it was a very, very interesting experience. It's worth a watch because it'll probably be nominated for some things next year, maybe. I don't know. It seems to be released at a weird time. No, it came out. It came out um, 2023. So if it was going to get an Oscar nom, it would have gotten it. They did a terrible job advertising it because I think I saw an advertisement for it on like Instagram or something. And it was like, this is the most important movie you'll ever see. And I thought it was like a parody or something. And then I looked into it and I was like, what the fuck is this? So they're just doing it. I mean, it was probably a really cheap movie to make, although it looked really good. I, I, don't know. I mean, I think it's it's challenge award wise is it is it's in English, right? No, it's in German. It's in subtitled German? into English. Oh, okay. yeah. Well, then I, I take back my. Yeah. Thesis. The director's British. Yeah. Jonathan Glazer, yeah. who did the uh, ScarJo alien. Yeah. Movie. Oh, um, that's this guy. OK, that makes sense. Yeah. OK, same tone. Lots of long pauses, but no less, less way less, less fun. Sexy, way less fun. Way less, fun. not fun. <laughs> yeah, but oh yeah, I I assumed it was in English because he's no, English. it's in full like German ass German with subtitles. Huh. Right. Then yeah, I don't know. it was it was it's good. Uh, I recommend watching it. Um, All right, it's on. It'll get. I'll, I'll watch. It. I also right. watched Soylent Green, which I don't think I've talked about. Which was another. Have you not talked about it? I, I mean, ever? I talk about it constantly, but while rewatching it. Uh-huh. It's a, it's an incre- it's incredible. Like five out of five stars. I I I feel sad that I couldn't have actually ever because I was born knowing Soylent Green. Sorry, spoiler for the soldiers overseas. It's made out of people. What the what? So I no. <laughs> I I feel like you're just born knowing that now. Like you're born knowing the twist to Planet of the Apes. Like unless you really shelter your kid, there's no way they're not gonna know that. Because, uh, I mean, I think a lot of our spoilers, honest to God, are from The Simpsons. Like, do you ever, like, yeah. they, they spoiled a lot of movies for us. Like, I, I, yeah, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think they thought everyone knew, you know what I mean? Like, I think the writers were, like, hip 20-somethings who assumed you'd seen Planet of the Apes. Like, all the kids are watching it. Like kids weren't watching Planet of the Apes back then. I mean, we were, which I was. All, I I explained some things, but Planet of the Apes was not spoiled. For no, me. I I experienced. Did it you really? On TBS, like the Lord intended. Wow. Oh yeah. And oh, yeah. and you don't. The end wasn't spoiled for you. Nobody ever told you about it. No. Wow. No. I, am, I remember I was young enough. I had to like ask my dad. Wow. I'm like, what? How, why is the Statue of Liberty there? And he's like, because it's Earth, you idiot. I'm like, oh, what? That makes me so happy for you. I really am happy for yeah. you. That's that's amazing. It, uh, but Soylent Green though, I I think Simpsons. Yeah. It. So let's get. Can I get a ranking? Omega Man, Soylent Green, Logan's Run. Hmm. That's hard. This is called rap, rapid ranking. Rapid ranking. Go with Bane. I will say Logan's Run, Soylent Green, Omega Man. Wait, in which order? Number one, From one, one to three. Two, yep. Three? Yep. Rewatchability. Okay. Okay. Better movie? Omega Man, you flip it. <laughs> I think Omega okay. Man, Soylent Green, <laughs> Logan's Run. <laughs> like. So rewatch, it's in c- counter. Rewatchability. Rewatchability and quality yes. are directly. I would, watch, I would watch Logan's Run. Like, I would watch it. And then if it just automatically started playing again, I would watch it again. And it would, I wouldn't even stop. <laughs> 
Soylent Green takes a little while to recover from. So does Omega Man. So, right. Apparently, there was a supposed to be an Omega Man with was it Paul Verhoeven was supposed to direct with Arnold, and then something tanked, and then it turned into I Am Legend like years later. But that would have been absolutely incredible. Um, Soylent Green has a lot of not not what I would call a, a feminist depiction of the future. But a very enjoyable movie. If you like Barbie, you probably don't like Soylent Green. That's I'll, I'll say that. And I watched all the Batman movies, all four of the okay. original. And when you say all, all four, you of the mean original, pr- the pre pre Nolan, Nolan, yes. So not Nolan, not Justice League era, yes, not Robert Pattinson, and not the animated, the Mask of the the Phantasm, which. There are three of those. I know. I watched all three, I think. I like Mask of the Phantasm a lot. Mask of the Phantasm might be in my top. How long is Mask of the Phantasm? How long is it? 85. 75. Nice. Yeah. Perfect. Um, I will start talking about Batman in one second, but I would just like... Okay. I'd like some flowers. I don't usually ask for flowers, but... Um, I listened to all of the Dune books in a week and a half, and I just would like some flowers for that. I finished so some some creosote all, all of the flowers. I just finished chapter or uh, chapter house today. I met Daniel and Marty again, and uh, <laughs> those butterfly. I nets. had I might do this every year, like or listen to in all, January. I might just listen six. to all six. Dunuary? Have a Dunuary? Let me give a quick ranking of all of the Dune books in okay. order. So our 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 audience just went from like six mm-hmm. to two. Well, list. Once you once you hold on to your butts because I just got to get this out. We will talk about Batman will, later. I, everybody, everybody, don't worry this about it. This will not become a Dune it's podcast. It's fine. I just need to get this off my chest. It was a lot of Dune. Okay. I started dreaming about Dune. I had a dream where I cried for Leto 2. It was awful. I really went through it. Um, Wait, Leto 2A or Leto 2B? No, Leto 1, Leto 3. Leto, Leto 1 not the king, is Paul's not the dad. Do, not the first kid, the godworm, the god emperor. So Leto 2B. Yeah, Leto 2B. Because there were two yes. Leto 2s. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and the audience goes down to zero. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to rank them really quick. Um, I'm going to say Heretics of Dune is number one. Wow. Yeah. I had <laughs> a fucking blast listening to that movie. It expanded the Dune universe so much. And then obviously I go the first Dune book, and then Chapter House, and then Children. Chapter So Heretics and Chapter House are two of your top three. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The ones featuring none of the original characters. Oh, except they for get Duncan better <laughs> when they don't have original characters in them. Like, once the new characters okay. get... I mean, I'm just saying. This is just how I feel. I'm just being honest. Right. Um, right. And then, obviously, uh, Children, and then Messiah is last. So that's my official ranking of all the Dune books. Now we can go to Batman. I'm sorry. I just had to get that off my chest. Uh, Heretics of Dune was one of the most incredible experiences I've ever had in my entire life. I must have not paid attention the first time because it was absolutely incredible. Um, So I watched all the first Batman movies, the Tim Burton and Joel Schumacher directed, only two directors in the whole series, which is kind of impressive, right? 
Well, they're really they're really like two duologies. I mean, they like, are the first yeah. two fit together. The third and the fourth fit together, kind of, even though it's different Batman. Yeah. But like Schumacher and Burton aren't like. 180 degrees different, but they're very they're different. Very directors. different. Like it's a very different vibe. They're hornier in different ways. Burton is horny in a very different way than uh, Schumacher is. Um, you there? You're frozen. Oh, there you go. You're not. You're back. Yep. You're back. Um, what? Where did I cut off? Oh, we were talking about just the differences between the directors, and I said that. They're yeah, I mean, to me, it's not a a series of four movies. It's two different two movies. I think series. I consider it a series of four because I saw them like within a certain span of time, where they were taking them as sequels. Mm-hmm. So they didn't really reset anything. They just kind of tried to build on it. Um, I gotta say, the first Batman aside from Jack Nicholson, is boring and long and doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. The ending is really, sh- like, slapped together. And... I mean, just the, like, the bell tower... It's literally like a fucking, like, video is. game. It's like they released the video game and they just took the video game <laughs> ending. It's like you gotta cl- climb up this bell tower and fight bad guys to get up to the top. Like it's very rushed, and apparently when they were filming it, they didn't really have an ending either, and that was just kind of the ending they came up with. And you can definitely see it in that movie. Like, it is very straightforward, but even Keaton doesn't have a lot to do in that movie. He's also mm-hmm. very small. He's a small dude, and he, I mean he's not like a tiny. He's not Peter McNichol. He's five eight, and I bet he's one hundred and sixty pounds. And like soaking wet in that movie. He is not that big of a dude. When you think of Batman, I don't think of him as being a bruiser, but I think of him at least being like six foot, six two, like Affleck size, right? Like when you think of Batman? Uh, I mean, to me, like because of when that movie came out, when I think of Batman, I think of Michael Keaton. Like, I mean, I do too. I, he's the he first is, Batman I think my of Batman. for sure. But when you yeah. watch that movie, it looks like you can put your hand around his waist. Like he's such a tiny dude. Yeah, I mean it's uh, like there's we would go down a deep rabbit hole, but like yeah, to me there's Batman shouldn't be like a pipsqueak, but also he shouldn't be Jack Reacher. It shouldn't be no like, somewhere in between. So like Bruce Wayne should not look like uh, this giant beast of a man who you're like hmm I wonder like he should kind of be plausibly just a he guy. should be like surprisingly jacked like just be tall. And surprisingly jacked. And almost wear clothes to hide how jacked he is. Like, in the first Batman Begins with Christian Bale, he's super jacked and way too big. And it's, like, confusing at how big he is. Um, yeah. I would, it was the era, though. Early 2000s. Yeah. I, w- I gotta say, Clooney is a might be my favorite version of Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Very likable and fun and... It kind of makes me think, and I've thought this a lot about the Batman series. They should have two guys play him. Like, wait, two different actors? Yeah. <clears throat> two ba- like an act. Bruce Wayne should physically become a different actor when he becomes. They Batman. should shadow it. Yeah, the shadow. It was it was Baldwin. It was Alec, and uh-huh. then when he turned into yeah. the shadow, Lamont Cranston. I'm sorry, was Alec Baldwin. When he turned into the shadow, he was Billy Baldwin. 
and it made more sense almost because they were two different characters. I don't know. It just seems like none of these guys can pull off both. I mean, it's an interesting approach. I can't say you're wrong because I'd, I'd have to see it. But um, I mean, I bet a lot of the actors would like it so they don't have to put on the fucking suit. I mean, I think Michael Keaton would have done 20 of those if he hadn't to put on a suit. Like, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Like, oh, wait. I it's like they get to Robert Downey Jr. It's like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not in the Iron Man suit. Yeah, I was the first movie I was in the Iron Man suit. The second one, I was like, put yeah. dots on my face. Right. We're not doing this shit. Right. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I, agree, I agree with him. Absolutely. <laughs> he made the right choice, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, they all have they all have their strengths. Um, I mean, to me, ju- again, because like, we were eight when the first one came out. It's really hard the first to beat one that is, one. Yeah. Yeah, but the, it's... I freely admit it's the power of nostalgia. Yeah. It's like that. Like, I think we've talked about it before, but it's hard to explain to people today how that movie in 1989 just like dominated everything. It was like, all it we had. It was an oasis in a desert. The I mean, last superhero movie wanna... was what? Superman Super, 3? Like, Superman 4, 4. I think had come out by that point. And the, and the Sulkin... Superman's, I love them, but they were they were kind of like seventies yeah. movies. They weren't really like modern superhero yeah. movies. Batman is the first truly modern superhero movie. Yeah, I will I will maintain. And I mean, here's how obsessed, how crazed the culture was. Prince did the soundtrack, released a single called Bat Dance that is just samples from the movie. And some like really lazy house beats, and it went number one yeah. for six weeks. Yeah. And it is, I love Prince. I will defend almost everything Prince did. It is his worst. It is. Song. It is. It's not even garbage. a song. It's just yeah. like an audio trailer. Yeah. And people, and it's not like Spotify number one the way it is today, where people clicked on it. People bought the fucking cassette yeah. of Bat Dance because. You hadn't seen the movie yeah. yet. And it's all these quotes from the movie, like, dance with the devil in the pale moonlight. And want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. And you're listening to it like, oh, my God, <laughs> this is going to be the best movie ever. I'm just going to listen to this terrible Prince song over and over again, hoping I can, like, find some nuggets of what's going to happen. Did you see – I'm assuming you saw it in the theater, the first one. Do you, uh, I didn't. My parents would not let me see it in the really? theater. Okay. I saw it when it came out on video in 1990. Wow, okay. Well, it was too. I think I think there were guns. People got shot in it. I wasn't allowed to see gun movies at that. But age. you definitely got to go to the second one, which was only two years oh, later, yeah. and had the firstborn <laughs> of every child taken from Gotham. That's <laughs> fucking so funny that you got to go to that movie yeah. instead, which is so much so much worse. Oh, I mean, it's the you know I couldn't see a Rambo movie, but I could see. Uh, Neverending Story, which is way, way more, more disturbing. disturbing than anything Rambo could ever do in Vietnam. I mean, the Penguin was making like, like box chowing jokes in that movie. Like it is, he bites a man's nose. Yeah, he eats like a, a raw fish, and like, and and Max Shrek says, "You know what'll be great about winning the mayor? All the poontang. That's a thing from the movie." <laughs> I mean, it, to be fair, I didn't get that. Also, not a lot of guns in the first Batman movie. Like just random yeah, like goofball guns, but like no real guns except for like Jack. I mean, Nicholson. I don't think they'd seen it. I think I think my mom just wow, you know, somebody said there. So was I think I saw it in the theater, and I remember immediately, like if 
if movies could cast a spell on you, it was that movie. Like, you uh-huh. walk out, and you were just like, if they would have had, like, remember when the Sonics were in the playoffs, and they just had suddenly things sprouted up where you could just buy a shirt on the corner? If they would have had Batman yeah. shirts outside, I would have cried to get one. Like, anything to get one. It was that cool. And then I got it on VHS, and I think I watched it endlessly. And then I remember going to Batman Returns thinking I was going to have the same awesome time. And it might have <laughs> been, I remember walking out and looking at everybody being like, it was almost the Phantom Menace, but not like in quality, just in like, I don't think I was supposed to watch that. Like you thought you were going to get in trouble yeah. when you walked out? Yeah, it felt like like opening a drawer in your parents' bedroom yeah. where you're like, oh, oh no, no. God. What, what have I These done? People can't do that. <laughs> That's yeah. Uh, it's it yeah it. Um, it's they're both Tim Burton and they both have the same style, but they are very different. It's movies. a difference between a wild horse and a bridled horse. Like the first one is a bridled horse, and you're just trying to get it to ride where you need it to go, and you have to pull it occasionally. And the second one is like, your owner's dead. Run free, horse. Live, and he just got to do whatever he wanted, and it. I got to say, Danny DeVito's performance, I mean, that's that's why I fuck the Oscars. He should have been nominated for that performance. It was <laughs> straight up incredible. Like, he, everything he does is disgusting, and it's hard to make a character that stays disgusting and also kind of sympathetic, but not really. I think my favorite scene in the movie is when Batman is out patrolling. And he pulls mm-hmm. up next to the penguin who's in the library, like writing down the children, the first name of everybody born. And Batman's just like, mm-hmm. man, I hope he finds his parents. That fucking just cracks me <laughs> up so much. Uh-huh. And the penguin doesn't even look over and see it. I mean, I had the toys. I had, I think I had way more Batman Returns toys than I had a regular just like Batman toys because they, they just marketed it more. Yeah, I think there was just a next level of product tie-in. And point. it is closer to... It's the closest, I think, to the Adam West Batman. I think. More than yeah, Batman Yeah, I do, Robin? because it had more, like... <clears throat> putting bombs in people's pants and, like, striped shit and, like... It had a lot of circus Yeah, stuff. so much, so much circus stuff. Tim Burton seems like a man who loves. He's circus. he's a man out of time, clearly, because he wants to work at a circus. <laughs> would, uh, would you be surprised of the of the the live action Dumbo if he did if he owned with, it with Michael Keaton and for the record Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito's in the live action yeah. Dumbo. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's like the. So it's sort of a a Batman Batman Returns reunion movie. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Pfeiffer's in it. Sadly, nah. Like. I tried to explain to my roommate what seeing Michelle Pfeiffer was like at 11 years old and how life-altering that was and I I couldn't I couldn't quite get through it. It was like she was a lot of people people's first time going. I think that's what I want one of those. <laughs> like <laughs> There's just no words. Uh, like it's it just doesn't make any sense. It opened it opened a lot of doors in young minds. And then you get to the third one and the first scene, I mean, is basically taken out of Adam West Batman. It's like a, they got to rip a safe out of the wall and all the guns now have neon on them. Like It is such a stark contrast to everything else. 
And something to notice when you're watching those movies is how progressively worse Gotham gets. Like, Batman is, theoretically, it's supposed to be the same Batman. They occasionally bring <laughs> up jokes. But by the fourth uh-huh. one, it's just, like, neon gangs running the entire city, and you can't go outside. And even the ice cream is poison. Like, it's absolutely, <laughs> like, it's it's nuts. Batman is not doing anything for Gotham. The best thing he can do is move away. Move to Metropolis. Like, start up something there. Like, you are just destroying the city. It's a good point. The Batman never seems to actually improve the quality of life no. in, in Gotham for anyone. Like, he does put some of the villains away, which, I mean, he does, I guess, save Gotham from total destruction, but the city doesn't get better. He doesn't even save Gotham from total destruction except for the last two with the Riddler because he's the Riddler's going to take everybody's brains and the fourth one where they're going to freeze the city. In the Keaton ones, he just stops no. some guys. No, in the first one, Jack is going to poison everyone with the the parade. Okay, you're right. Poison gas. You're right. And Batman has to like take them all to the moon. That's true. But he while while a prince a prince he barely stops those poison. balloons too. I think a lot of people died. Do you think Robert Wool died in the first one? <laughs> yeah, I always assumed he. Did. I thought he might have still been around. I thought he might have survived. He's not back in the second one, right? I would imagine he's kind of a pain in the ass. He seems like a John Peters. You got to put a funny guy in here. This is, a, this is my this is my uh, version of a funny guy. Yeah, he's uh, he's Albert Brooks in Taxi Driver. Yes, like he just we got to have something funny in this because it's, it's yeah yeah it's too it's too, too heavy. heavy yeah. Um, even Chris O'Donnell isn't bad. The only unforgivable actor in all of them is Alicia Silverstone. She is just the worst. She is a bad actor. When she comes downstairs and the AI Alfred, by the way, Alfred is AI at that point, um, says to her, intruder alert, he, she goes, it's me, Uncle Alfred. And you're just like, oh, no. It is. It gets. <laughs> that's. It's so bad. The third and fourth one are just. The fourth one, I would say, is almost unwatchable. It is. It's It's not really a movie or it's. No, it's 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 a only, it's a toy preview movie. basically. It's well, here's what toys you can buy. Yeah, you know, it's like a series of like it has the tone of opening cinematic scenes from late Michael Jackson videos. That is a great like, point. That is a great point. It all looks like Moonraker. Thank you. Or like yeah. Moon, not Moonraker, like, Moonwalker. This is about. This is like a really expensive setup to a music video that's about to happen. That's what every scene feels yeah. like. But it just keeps going. Yeah. It's not a music video. This is real. This, we're we're really watching, watching this, this, and it is 160 minutes. And <laughs> you just keep watching, and you're like, well, isn't this going to end? Isn't this going to end? It's, it's 125 minutes. Is it? The last one's only 100? Wow. Yeah. They didn't make 160-minute movies back then. I mean, you it like Kundun was 160 minutes, but... Wasn't Batman Returns was 140, I think. <clears throat> was yeah. it? Yeah. Can't believe they let him get away with it. Tim Burton had too much power. He 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 earned it. I know, but he he still had too much power. He came by it like, in the right way, I think. I mean, he you know, I mean, he made a hit. He did make it. He hit. doesn't deserve the, the 30 years of 
just getting a blank check to do whatever he wants. I think yes. what what year would hit should his bad should his good luck have run out? I guess is the question. I mean, are we talking about making people money? Yeah, or I don't know because probably that live action Dumbo made money. I bet that live action Dumbo. It's the made IP money. at that point. I bet the Alice in Wonderland, the first one, made money. Oh, the first Alice in Wonderland made. It's one of the most profitable films of all time. Is it really? It made over a billion dollars. I saw it in 3D. Well, it's is this, like my, is this my fault? To see that. Yeah. Oh, God. I don't feel good now. My stomach hurts. Ugh. Yeah. No, because of that, he gets to make movies forever. Wow. Because he went to the wilderness and he came back, he made Alice in Wonderland, and he made everyone. Would we be better off if he stopped at Planet of the Apes? If they were just like, you're done. No more money for you. Um, I'd be I would have been with fine that. with that. It would have cemented his legacy as like a good director. Yeah. Or just just go make movies with a $25 million tops budget. Go make Ed Wood. Yeah. Go make movies. Big Eyes. Do 30 yeah, Big Eyes. But when he makes when he makes a big budget movie now, it's just very lazy. Like it's not. Yeah. Like Batman, the first Batman is kind of a mess, but it's not lazy. Like he has a vision. He's like creating a world, and it's very specific, and it's it's impressive. Yeah, I mean, it's when you watch all four together, you really see how technology comes along. And the first one, it's still like I think you like you said, it's perfect way to put it is seventy Superman is a 70s movie. They're still rolling mm-hmm. on, like, tape. And then you get to the new Batman, yeah. and it's, like, VHS they're recording shit on. And then in Batman Returns, it's a CD. And he's, like, scratching it and making the, you know, the penguin sound. And, and, like, and like early CD albums too long. Yeah, way too long, yeah. And the third... Yeah, and f- there's some, like, fill- filler. The third track. and fourth one, it becomes much more, like, just junk technology, which makes no sense. It's almost like it's mini-disc or something. Like, it's it's crazy. Now, that being said, if I could have a Batman credit card, 100% I would have that one printed out, and I would use it almost all the time. <laughs> I mean, you probably can get, like, a Chase card with the Batman logo. Yeah, but you can't get that one. There is a company where it'll take your chip out and put it into anything you want, and, like, mm-hmm. any card you want, which I've actually thought about doing. But then I know that I would immediately lose it. And just like have made seventy dollars for something that I immediately lost. So, um, but let me give a quick ranking here of the movies. movies. I would say Batman Returns because it is the most just bonkers batshit, like hard to explain to somebody. Batman, Batman Forever, and then Batman and Robin. And I think Batman and Robin is pretty much I I feel like the internet is set up for people who defend shitty movies now. And I, mm-hmm. I rarely hear anybody defend that movie. You know. No. Even people, you know, we were 8 when the first Batman came out. I don't, I feel like people that were 8 when Batman and Robin came out don't love it. Yeah. Like there's people that will, you know, they they like the prequels better than the original Star Wars movies because they were they were Yeah, I, I respect that. That's out, so that's fine. But yeah, nobody there's no one out there I've ever heard say Batman and Robin is actually a good movie. No, it, it is absolute trash, and it's just made to sell toys. And even Arnold kind of says it's a bad movie. And for him, it's hard for him to say that because he will defend pretty much anything. 
He'll defend Jingle all the way. Would you rather watch Jingle all the way or Batman and Robin? Jingle yeah, all the way. Me too. 100%. 100%. I mean, I would rather watch Jingle all the way too with Larry the Cable Guy than watch the. I would watch Batman and Robin like s- silent on in the background in a bar where it's just like that, the visual. That's true. Yeah. While you're like hanging out having drinks and you're just every now and then you look up and you're like holy fuck i forgot about that yeah uh, yeah another possible fixers is movies that are on in a bar with no sound and you just like (laughs) this is number one this number your face just like slowly goes towards it and you're like wait a second that didn't happen i don't remember wait a second they're surfing through the sky (laughs) in the first seven minutes of this movie like, yeah. Oh, Alicia Silverstone is in this. I mean, that's probably what happens to them to the most people. Like, I is that is that Ed Begley Jr.? He's in the, he's in the third one. He's in one of them. He's I in remember. Forever. Third. He's in yeah. Forever. Not he's uh, he's he's uh, the boss of Edward Edward Nigma. Time <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> uh, to say. I I agree with your ranking. Uh, where would you put the other Batmans in this, if you're prepared? So Nolan's. Yeah, like you had to add Nolan. Uh, Dark Knight. Um, begins, and. But is Dark Knight better than? Where would you put Dark Knight? Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, Dark Knight is probably the best Batman movie. But my only mm-hmm. problem with Dark Knight is it's not a Batman movie. It's just a crime movie. So yeah. if it was just a crime movie, it would be like one of the, it'd probably be like Heat. Everybody would be like, holy shit, that's a great crime movie. It's just Batman happens to be in it and he throws yeah. Batman elements in it. Now, if I'm just going pure Batman, like for me, it's about rewatchability. Rewatchability, all that's the like internet's down and I just have the Batman DVDs in like an Airbnb, I put in mm-hmm. Batman Forever first really a- automatically i don't even think about flash flashbacks to young robin i mean all i'm thinking about is that cod piece it's all i want <laughs> um uh-huh. no i just for some reason it was the one that was on cable the most so it's the one i watched the most and it has kiss from a rose and it has you two uh there's just you know it, it's bad but it's it's bad in a fun way now did we see that together we might have seen that together the i think we saw yeah. Both Schumachers yeah, together? Yeah, I think we saw both Schumachers together. Yeah. See, and this is back when you had choices to watch movies, folks. And we still chose to watch these movies. So I just want... I mean, was there any chance we wouldn't watch these No, movies? they have me no matter what. I mean, I even saw the new Pattinson yeah. one, and I don't, I don't remember anything that happened in that movie. Like, anything at all. I wish I did. It's long. It's yeah, long. I know it's long, and I know he seems to just walk into the doors of crime scenes. Like I don't, I don't understand what happened in that movie. But I would say, if I put it, if it was an Airbnb movie set and the only thing they had in, I would put Batman Forever, and then I would watch Dark Knight Rises, and then I would watch the f- Batman Returns, the first Batman. Okay. Then Batman Begins. Then I would look to see in the back of the closet, like, because it's kind of like, you know, you're not quite sure what's back there. Look for the <laughs> 1960s Batman movie. Underrated. Underrated, because I probably would 
be fun. smoking a joint or something and want to watch that since I'm in a cabin and be like, oh, this is going to be a yeah. great experience. Cesar Romero, Cesar Romero still the greatest Joker. Yeah, Burgess Meredith, Lee Merriweather. I can get into that. Um, then I would put on... Mm, it's really hard to pick between Batman and Robin in the last... Is it Batman? The Bane one? The Bane one, one yeah. Uh, the Dark Knight Rises. The Dark Rises. Knight Rises, yeah. Because it is... Bad title. It is title. long. Is it 200 minutes? It's 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 I don't think it's it's gotta be like one ninety five or something, right? Yeah, it's really long. Like you somebody should do like a, a phantom edit cut down of that movie. Because it doesn't have to be I remember I thought it ended and then all of a sudden it was like Bane has had the city of Gotham in grips for six months and you're like, Holy shit, this yeah. is still going on. Like, huh? Well, like, oh my <laughs> god, I can't believe this is going on. It's like a Russian novel. It is very long and the ending is weird, and there's Robin in it. It's just, it's just a weird movie. I mean, I think I would watch Batman and Robin before I watch that again, to be honest. One hundred and seven. Holy minutes. shit! That is too long. That's no. A, a a superhero movie should not be three hours. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing, people? That's Nolan, man. Nolan doesn't give a fuck what you think about anything. Well, he's about to win a shitload of Oscars. I know, so we're so. definitely wrong, and I'm I'm definitely just fully understand that. Does I... not give a shit that I think Tenet sucked or that Inception was confusing. He does not give a shit about any of that. And then I paid four, I think twenty four bucks to see Oppenheimer at the IMAX. So, who's the winner in that one? Florence Pug. God bless her. She's, She's the winner. winner. She's, She's definitely the winner. Are we Are we talking Batman soundtracks? Or Let's do Batman soundtracks, the, and then we can we can do okay. the other topic later batman soundtrack obviously batman forever i mean i don't think you agree with me wait a minute okay i don't think you say obviously like i think there's no i debate. think universally everybody likes that soundtrack better than the prince batman <laughs> because the prince batman has like early midi file songs on it that are bad it does not have midi file songs it has songs yeah with like clips like you said like clips from the movies taken out and just randomly put in just bat that's bat dance. The other eight songs are songs. That are bad. They're not all Party bad. Man is the no. only one that's good. Party Man is great. It's the only one. It's a great song. It elevates the uh, album. The, the future is very good. No, you I mean it's I've seen the future. I knew you weren't gonna agree bad. with me on this, and I'm totally fine with it. I see here's the thing. I am gonna agree with you, but not it's not black and white. It's not like the Prince Batman soundtrack. Sucks. Red and brown. It's a it's a lesser Prince album. The, I mean, the one thing it has going for it is it is a coherent album. Mm-hmm. The other Batman soundtracks are just a grab bag of Warner artists' stuff. Like they don't feel like albums. They don't feel like they don't sound coherent. Most of them are not Batman songs. They're just like, hey, we need hey we need a song, Flaming Lips. Hey, we need a song, Michelle Indeggio Cello. Mm-hmm. What was the song yeah. that? I didn't look it up. It sounded like Nirvana, but I don't think it was Nirvana. There's a song when he walks in, like Edward Enigma first becomes the Riddler. It must have been some Nirvana knockoff uh, band. The Offspring. There's an Offspring no. song. It was it it was it was really bad, and I that's why I thought it was Nirvana. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I it, I don't know what's in the actual movie. 
The soundtrack, Rabbit Forever soundtrack, has U2, PJ Harvey, Brandy, Kiss from a Rose by Seal, uh, Massive Attack, Eddie Reader, do not know who that is, Mazzy Star, The Offspring, Nick Cave, Method Man. I th- oh, it was Michael Hutchinson. Michael. I think it was The Passenger. The Passenger? Yeah. All right. I think that's what it was. God, Smash It Up was on there. Oh, man, this is a killer album for that. I mean, at that time, you buy this album, you don't have to take it out of your CD player. You know, you could just hit pl- hit random, and it, it, it'll it play. But it's just Can like... Can you do that Warner, with the original Warner Batman Warner movie? Artist sampler. No, you cannot do that with that fucking Prince album. It sucks So the great shit. thing about the Prince album is Bat Dance is the last track, so you just, you just... You don't even have to skip. You just stop the album at the end of Scandalous, and... You don't have to listen to Bad Dance. I mean, at least you two tried. I give them credit. They did right. Prince, Prince, tr- Prince tried. What are you saying he didn't try? Uh, some of it feels like he didn't try. He tried. He uh, wanted to leave his tour in Japan to come back to work on it more. It would have helped if he did that. Because it does not come through as a good album at all. It's a good album. Uh, it's fine that we disagree. I mean, I think the numbers probably prove me right in the end. That... <clears throat> That Batman Forever. What do you mean? It went number one. So did the Batman Forever soundtrack. Did it go number Of course. One? Nope. Peak position number Just five. Just like I said. I knew it. Of course. I can make up facts. No. Prince album went number one. Had number one single. Because it was album. the first Batman movie ever. It had the first one going for it. I'm just saying it sold the most. Did it sell the most or did it just go number one? I don't, I don't know. I'd have to do some research to find the number. Yeah, see? This is fake news. I would say the collection of songs on Batman Forever is stronger on the whole, but it's less of an album. It's just like a mixtape. I would also say, much like our nostalgia, our nostalgia for the first movie, my nostalgia for just having an album of songs from a movie also makes me like the Batman Forever soundtrack better. Because it just reminds me of the good old days when they would release a really great soundtrack for, like, the faculty. And you're like, why is this yeah. good? Okay, I'll buy this, and I'll listen to it, and it's going to be great. Like, I Did you ever have soundtrack albums of movies you never saw? Hmm. I don't think so. I had the life, a Lifeless Ordinary soundtrack. Wow. The, uh, the Ewan McGregor yeah. follow-up to Trainspotting. Yeah. Never saw the movie. Wow. Soundtrack was great, uh, or at least it was great to Teenage Nathan. But the movie was panned so badly. And this is a period where, like, you know, I went to see, like, one movie a week. And I was like, all right, that's not a priority. And then it's out of the theaters quickly because it was an independent film that flopped. I think the soundtrack I listened to the most was probably Pulp Fiction. Great soundtrack. Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown is amazing. Pulp Fiction is basically the movie on tape, and it's very clearly played that way, which is kind of why I liked it, I think, because it was just like you could listen to it instead of watch it. But, I mean, we can agree or disagree, and I kind of assumed that this is kind of how this would go, so I feel comfortable in... (laughs) I do agree with you. But you you don't. Like, I don't agree with you that one is trash and the other is a I think, aside from Party Man, I would never listen to that Batman soundtrack, like, ever. Now, do I want to watch Prince Rollerblade with Batman Rollerblades? Yeah. Yeah. I do. Like, absolutely. But doesn't make that album good. 
you know. Also, how was he not even in a cameo in that movie? Uh, I don't think Tim Burton. Tim Burton was in the movie. Oh, he wasn't in. He wasn't in the country. Oh, okay. Was, um, Do you think he, he was doing the Love Sexy tour, which was on like nine month world tour? Would he have been in the movie? You think? I don't think so. He would be really distracting. Yeah. Prince cannot make a subtle cameo in anything. Yeah. Like, who would he have been? One of the Joker's like henchmen. He could have been at, um, like, the party, the initial party. Just, just walking like around. a guy in a tuxedo yeah. walking yeah. around. It would have been totally distracting. Because he can't, like, be subtle. He would, like, make a face at the camera. Like, <laughs> no, nobody could see my face. But <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> like, he doesn't, he's not a normal. Truly, if it's not about him, he's not doing it. That's That's probably very true. Or he makes it about yeah. Him. Like he will make. You could put him. You could bury him in a crowd, and he's doing something where your eyes are drawn to. Yeah, him. I mean that, that's it's one of his. That's fair. One of his he games. definitely would have fit in, in the party scene in Batman Forever. <laughs> Never, yeah. For sure, I could totally have seen that. Yes. Yes. With Drew Barrymore, he could have been. Uh, he could have been uh, Gray. What is this? Grayson? What's Robin's real name? Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson. Mm-hmm. He could have been like Dick Grayson's like. Uh, acrobatics instructor. Oh yeah, he could have worked at the circus. Yeah. yeah, trapeze with the flying. And Grayson's. that man knows his way around a trapeze. Yeah, he could yeah. do that. I mean, he's been on trapeze before for sure. Grayson's, you don't know your way around a trapeze. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. I could see that he could have been the ringleader or something. That makes sense. But he yeah. didn't like Schumacher. I mean, I feel like he would have been in. I don't know. I find the Prince soundtrack honestly distracting in that movie. Like I'm glad uh, it exists, f- but I also find it to be, it doesn't really f- like fit the tone at all, and you can tell that Tim Burton doesn't really like it that much. That's not true. Tim Burton wanted. It doesn't feel he like he wanted it. existing Prince songs. He wanted 1999 for the Party Man yeah. scene, and he wanted, and he they shot it to it. Like he he shot on. Oh set really? With okay. 1999. Okay. And the balloon scene he shot with Baby I'm a Star from, from Purple Oh, Rain. that would have been so much better. And Prince is like, you're getting new songs. Oh, baby. God. <laughs> All right, well, that is the end of this Batman podcast. We did not mean to make it about Batman, but it's very... We also, do, we also did not fix We did not fix Batman. <laughs> There's nothing to f- fix right now. The, the fixers... Have not been. What do you mean? There's nothing to fix. Oh well, there's we fixed Batman franchise. We fixed happening. parody movies. I got a lot of good comments about fixing parody movies. People really like that episode. Okay, that's that's something. Should we should we fix Batman? Let us know. Listeners. Here's a question. On our, <laughs> have we fixed Batman? <laughs> I don't, I don't remember we if we have or not. Oh, <laughs> already? No. Okay. Oh, it's man. like I think in my head I'm like, maybe <laughs> we fixed Superman. Okay, maybe that's just where I, where I'm like my head is. I don't think we fixed Batman because <laughs> I'm just so like old now. I just think, did we do that already, or did I have conversations <laughs> in my head with you that didn't actually happen? We haven't we haven't been doing this podcast for 20 no years. no, we, but we also talk about the same seven things. So it seems like it would be entirely possible for us yeah. to forget that we had done that at some point we've also recorded things and failed to record yeah so uh, yeah we're not we're, we're not, not good at this so all right don't worry. listeners fans let us know have we fixed have we batman? fixed batman do you think <laughs> we, so, should we should we fix batman did we do a good job the first time 
if you were into <laughs> it, let us know. Rate us five stars. Um, and as always, uh, remember the paper. Tomorrow. No, 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 today. Tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Don't take the bat out of my hand. It's the ninth inning. You know what this is like? I got to get the quote. The guy's not going to be there all night. I got to get it. We run what we got. What the hell is going on? Are you nuts? The Paper, on videocassette.